Hey, birthday buddies. It's your girl, Michelle. Welcome back to Error 404, Birthday Not Found, the only podcast about birthdays from a girl who doesn't have a birthday. Yo, what's up? My name is Michelle, and I was found in China. I think I'm Chinese. And all I really want to know is what it means to have a birthday. And after 26 episodes, I've realized that it's pretty hard to continue talking about birthdays. I feel like people just celebrate and move on, you know? (laughs) That's what I got to do is move on. So after this season, I am considering changing it to traditions. What traditions have you picked up because of the pandemic? And what traditions have you dropped because of the pandemic? Just email me at birthdaynotfound at gmail.com. Get on my podcast and let's talk about traditions. So today we have a wonderful guest who is not only an animator and illustrator of mythical creatures such as dragons and Nyctia, a white owl. They are also a Chinese adoptee who does not know their own birthday either. Give it up for Esti Heimsen. Thank you for coming on here. Yeah, it's so good to be here. I'm super excited. I appreciate it. Um, Tell me, where did you come up with Nukta? Nukta. Oh, so that is a... It's actually a Greek word meaning of the night. And it used to be... um, There's a a Latin counterpart. um, Mm -hmm. It's actually called Nyctia. It's like NYC... T-E-A. Um, oh. And it used to be like the genus name for owls, but uh-huh. it's like a discontinued term. Like it's not really a thing anymore. So I was just like, I like owls. And I think that kind of that very literal translation of the night kind of, I don't know, it kind of fits with the stuff I do. Oh, it, that's amazing. Especially because I, you know, we don't really know our identities. You know, we feel like we're floating in this purgatory almost right and so. I think it's fantastic that I found you I, I you know we're, we're part of an Asian American adopted group and um we Chinese adoptees need to stay need to stick with each other because we're going through the same issue now you don't know your birthday um that is correct I it's all speculation um but I do I really do think it is March 4th. Um, there's a whole story behind that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh God, where do I even start? <laughs> well, you told me uh, when we first met, you told me you went to an astrologer and they, and they went backwards. They rectified your birth chart. That's actually possible. Yeah, apparently. So the thing is when I was doing my research that a lot of, um, astrologers or I shouldn't say a lot but like it's common for astrologers to at maximum they will only take up an unknown birth date up to 24 hours ish but anything beyond that is usually like really hard so I was like okay this is such a shot in the dark I might as well just go ask this one astrologer um who I read up on his uh page and blog and I was like okay I'm gonna try it anyway and see what he says um and he was willing to take it because even though like I had a seven-month 
gap to work with, which is like almost, it feels like it's almost impossible. And I actually took a whole freaking month to compile a like 40 something page document of everything. What? Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I just dug through everything because I was like, okay, if I want th- to make this work and make it easier for this astrologer, I'm going to do that work and I'm going to put everything that I can ever find about me because if I don't know the essentials of even like, was I even born in the same city as my orphanage? Oh yeah. I have that question too. (laughs) Like, do you even know if you're Chinese? Right. (laughs) Um, February 22nd is like my public birthday, like that my friends and family just celebrate like, you know, all together, you know, after consulting both the astrologer and, you know, I got some insight from a psychic um, also. Oh my God. That's so great. Yeah, both recommending that I, like, hey, uh, maybe just have a little secret something for yourself. Yes, I love that. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I love that. SD, that's so amazing. Well, well, how has that affected you in in terms of identity? Um, Well, I think it's brought a lot of closure, actually. Um, And I guess I want to make a disclaimer that, like, I, for me... I understand that astrology isn't something that everyone believes in and it's not I sell my soul to necessarily or just like put all my belief into it. Pretty much. But it's just something, especially as an adoptee, I found it um, to be this sort of comfort almost because there's no tangible evidence of like my birthday, my actual birthday. And it's not like I can just waltz up to my birth parents and be like, hey, when's my birthday? <laughs> oh my God, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing out on something. Like uh, I always have this like daydream that we're, you know, we're at the gates of heaven. And in order to get into heaven, you have to give them your birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. I know when I died because I, you know, whatever happened, but I don't know my birthday. You know, can't you just let me in? <laughs> but I love how you're expressing it through art. Especially the owl. Yeah. And then that one had three eyes and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> hello there. And you also do a lot of mythical creatures, too. Yeah. Grab all the mythology books as you can, because it's like, OK, here's the thing, especially with creatures and drawing these supernatural things. Um, I feel that, again, it's kind of that same inclination of going towards the unknown itself, because you're kind of physically living in unknown and you really, it's like, you don't feel like you belong. And then I know that in ter- if you're marginalized, that a lot of people actually tend to relate to monsters because they're the other, they're the unnatural, they're scary, they're like unknown. And it's like almost kind of reclaiming that space I love it. by drawing those monsters and like coming up with your, spinning your own tales and your own story using those monsters because it's like, well, I don't fit in anywhere. So what's a better way than to use something that's not human to try and describe that feeling? So do you know now your sun, your moon, your Venus, and your Mars? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, Pisces sun, was it Virgo moon? Nice. And then Cancer rising. Yeah. And Venus in Aries? Mars and Pisces, and then there's all the other... That is so cool! 
Yeah. God, that feels like a that feels like a birth certificate. I'm like, yeah. ah, I need that, you know? And then people are like, you know, on, on Twitter or on even Tumblr, they're like, Aries oh, Venus and you're this, and if you have a Taurus <laughs> Venus, you're this. And I was like, I don't know. I really hope that eventually you'll be able to do that as well. Because it's like so cathartic to learn that about yourself. And it's like, finally, I have a piece of identity to attach to. Yes. Yeah. Would, you, would you think about getting a second reading? Or probably. is that weird? No, um, I don't think that's weird. It's actually probably Just something. like to justify or to see another astrologer's opinion. Because astrology, honestly, no one's figured out anything. So it's all <laughs> speculation. It's not that it's wrong. It's just all speculation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Eventually in the future. But it's like right now I'm just like, that's not a priority. Because I went through that whole process. And oh, yeah. Like- you wrote 40 pages. I can't even write 10. I'm glad you took the time to do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so much self-reflection. I love it. <laughs> so were you adopted by Caucasian parents? Yes, I was. Um, but they also happen to be Jewish, which kind of explains my actually first name and last name, which are really Jewish names, actually. Yeah, so I was bat mitzvah. I had a confirmation. I went to Sunday school, all that stuff. Um, I don't consider myself religious, but it's like it's part of the um, it's the tradition you know, that kind of made me feel like, oh, hey, I have a little bit of something to call my own. So, That's yeah. so cool. I was, um, this was during high school. I was with one of my best friends. And we were just at the local mall. And randomly, this woman came up to me. Because during that day, I was wearing the Star David necklace I got as a gift from um, one of my relatives. And then this random woman noticed. And she came up to me saying, like, are you Jewish? And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, she was wearing um, a gold necklace with um, the word chai on it, which, which means life, you know, lachai and whatnot. So, um, and she was like, oh, can you tell me, like, do you know what this means? And she held up her necklace and I was like, yeah, I know what that means. I almost wanted to say to her, like, hey, that's actually a part of my last name. It's like the microaggression of thinking that Asians can't be Jewish. And that's so not true because like anyone can convert to Judaism or like, you know, be married to a Jewish partner. I was just so baffled by that. It's like, who are you? My grandma's religious. I went to her Buddhist church, but I didn't I didn't pray every day. Um, I never had that. And I feel very connected to my mom because I could tell her about things and the Asian experience. But the Chinese American experience, like yeah. uh, all the all the hate that we have been through, you know, people saying Asians are your Chinese people are cheap and they eat dog and they do this and it's like, God, I have no one to vent to for that, you know, because my parents were like, oh, we're Japanese American, and, and they just didn't have that connection. But yeah, I I had a very good upbringing. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm glad you did too, even yeah. though even though you know you you were in a transracial adoption, which I can't even imagine. Like you look at your mom and you're like, why 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 don't we look the same? <laughs> um, so it makes me wonder if my if any of my birth relatives were artists or just like had this like again some brain chemistry that made them more inclined to like art. 
my parents are kind of more uh, people on the practical side. So like while they gave, they allowed me to have the means to do my art and support like my education, it's still like the universe gave me art, the art brain. Yes! So, oh, I love it! Oh my god! True. I did. I did end up taking a DNA test though. Um, what did it so, say? What did it say? No, one hundred percent Chinese. Um, did it say what region though? It doesn't say what region. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. It was. Uh, did I say? Yeah, I took twenty three me, and it did say it did break it down by like uh, the provinces. Actually. Yeah, which province? Yeah, no, it was the southern. Uh, a few of the southernmost provinces like Guangdong and uh, what was it Fujian that's not, for me not... nice yes I was a I was adopted from Guilin <laughs> oh a thing yeah and now I'm learning Chinese so I can go back and go see it and rip those rip it open again <laughs> rip those <Yeah>. wounds open <laughs> off that band-aid. yeah oh have you been back um, I actually have been so like two times. One was for study abroad during the summer, nice. um, and the other was for a job that didn't work out because, ironically, it was all about my firstly my name change from China to the U.S. and the adoption. Period. It was all surrounded by my adoption. So I found out. Long story short, I actually cannot live as a citizen. And I was born there. And like <laughs> now, I can't actually live there. I can only be a tourist. I know, isn't that frustrating? They should give us a dual citizenship, right? <laughs> I mean, we got a free card to America, so I'll take it. <laughs> How do you feel about gotcha days? I don't celebrate gotcha days. Um, I don't know. I don't like the term. I personally don't like the term. I don't care if other people celebrate. It's just it. It kind of feels a little bit. Some of our adopt adopting language and adoption language just feels a little bit too close to like pets oh I'm, yeah i'm like eh, i'm not too keen on that so <laughs> when i first when my mom first brought up gotcha days she would always say it in a very celebratory way like oh my god this was the day you became part of our family and so i always had a very positive kind of feeling about it so in my earlier podcast episode, I would I would ask an adoptee and I didn't know and I felt bad about it after when I realized it was a very touchy subject. Mm. Yeah, so I, yeah. I don't know. I don't celebrate it, but I don't have an opinion about it. I'm, I'm kind of like you where I'm like, yeah, I'm not a pet, so don't. <laughs> but <laughs> it's also like, oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So did you always want to be, as, as, as a kid, did you always aspire to be, I know this sounds terrible, to aspire to be white? Actually, no, you're on the nose. I actually, as a kid, yeah, wanted to do that. I, uh, to the point that I internalized, you know, racism so much that I hated my face because I was like, it's like, why do I look like this? And then, it's like reflecting back on that. I'm thinking like, wow, that's so messed up. <laughs> but it's true. Like as a kid, I was like, okay, to be successful in America, you got to get money and marry a white man. <laughs> Let's do it. And it's like, <laughs> oh. oh my God. So my dad is old enough to be my grandfather. And so I accompanied him to one of his doctor visits because my mom wasn't available to that day. So I was like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll go with him. And the freaking doctor's assistant, like when I was in the patient room, <laughs> and she said to my dad, Oh, it's so nice for your wife to come with. God. Like, 
I don't know what goes through these people's minds. And it's like, what? Asian Americans have always been hypersexualized in American culture. And so, you know, it's always like the young Asian girl gets with the, the older white man kind of story. I want to die. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That sucks. Do you, do you still feel the need for closure? Or do you think you have it because you found it through an astrologer? Honestly, do you think you still need closure? Yeah, I really do still think I need closure. Even though we don't know what closure is. like Yeah, it's like, I want this. Oh, what is God. it? I guess the, the ultimate situation would be go, to go back to China, to go to that orphanage, to find out who that birth parent was. Even if it was a copy of the note, which they probably don't have, because, you know, people just drop off babies. It was the one child rule. But yeah. to find your birth parents and to talk Ooh. to them. And what would they want? Probably money. And it's like, why would I do that to myself, right? So it's like, I don't know what closure is. Firstly, it just sounds so surreal, but also, it, it's, I don't know how to explain it, actually, but I can only just imagine just how much that sticks with you. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what I would want from going back to the orphanage, I guess. I don't know, just seeing the rooms and, like, I don't know, maybe speaking to the yeah i think a solo trip would really be good as a adoptees are we i wonder if we're always gonna have this feeling of a longing for something either we can't have or just don't know and it's just this pit in your heart for some yeah reason. because we were abandoned at birth yeah so. and i have major trust issues i feel like a lot of us adoptees then have to live with the idea that yeah, we were abandoned, and we are loved by the people we are around right now, but yeah, and it sucks. And then we were bought. That would get to me. When uh, my parents adopted me um, and brought me back to the U.S., and then they changed my name, and then lately I've been thinking about, um, sorry, changed my Chinese name to the name I have now, and um, lately I've been wondering, like, I want to reclaim my name, my Chinese name, but I don't know how to, because it's like... They gave you an orphanage name. What context do I use that in? So They gave you an orphanage name, right? I think so. I mean, like, I know the surname is, the, is an orphanage name, but I don't know if the, you know, individual name that they gave me was like among a pre-set list of names that they rotate in and out or whatnot. I have no idea who gave me my name. Wait, what is it? What is your what is your full like surname and first name in Chinese? So it's Chen Zhongzhi. And so the Chen Chen, um it's um the character for Chen Zhong, which is the city that the orphanage was in, but Zhongzhi, I don't know if that's I don't know, did foster family give me that before I was sent to the orphans? I don't know. Right? It's like, I just want to know something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, gave me, they gave me Jen. I'm probably butchering this. I'm taking Mandarin, and Mandarin is so goddamn hard. Are you taking <laughs> Mandarin or Cantonese? Oh, my gosh. I studied Mandarin, but I'm always stuck at the basic level because I'm too self-conscious about pronunciation. So. Oh, it's hard. It's, there's yeah. like four tones and everything. Anyways, so Jen Juan. Uh-huh. Jen Juan is the name they gave me. So Jen is the Z-H-E-N-G is the orphanage. And then mm -hmm. Juan, like 
J-U-A-N is technically my first name. So my mom's like, I didn't really want to give you that. So I gave you a, I gave you a Japanese name. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I don't want to be called Juan my whole life. <laughs> we'll brush up on your Chinese and we'll go, we'll go there together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when. Once this quarantine lifts and Asian hate goes away because I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I, I can't tell you how not alone I feel. <laughs> right. That's why I made this podcast because I was like, I'm the only one who doesn't know. <laughs> but I realized a lot of us adoptees don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's wonderful that we all come together and we talk about this and we're like, hey, world, we exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The thing about not knowing your birthday is like, but I want validation that I was born and I exist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the middle of the cosmos, I was born on this day, even though we made up time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels I like a, a map or something. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, thank you, Esty. Do you have anything you want to plug right now? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I might just plug my um, Instagram and like basically all my social media for posting my art um, is at Nictia. So it's N U K T I A. You can find me under that name on like Twitter, Instagram. Or Tumblr, if you use that site. But Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Esty. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Oh my God, guys, I'm not alone anymore. <sighs> thank you so much, birthday buddies, for tuning in, and a huge thank you to Esty for being so open and so vulnerable about your journey. I'm so grateful to have met you, and I can't wait to meet you in person. We actually had a three-hour conversation that I somehow condensed into 20 minutes. So it's a bit choppy, but, you know, it is what it is. So next week, we have another incredible guest. He was born during Ramadan. Stick around for it. See you next week. <laughs>